0: Hey guys, Dr. Justin here, a unique episode. I know this is a crazy time for all of us, most importantly, and first off, I just want to say that I hope all of you out there staying safe and staying calm, uh, we will get through this. It is temporary. Hopefully you guys are out there and trying to stay positive, and I hope that this podcast will help to um, do that for you. So we have a repeat guest this time, Kirk Adams, my friend, a top 50 golf digest trainer, And what we did, well, what he did, I should say, is he put together a program that we released for free on YouTube for the golfers out there, the club golfers, the youth golfers, so that you can still train from your home. When this ends, we will get back out on the course. And the last thing I want to happen is people get hurt. So we put together this program we talked about it on the podcast, and it is in the show notes of the links and all the appropriate links and exercise, and I hope you enjoy This is the Stay Healthy New Jersey podcast, aimed at helping you live an active and healthy life in and around Somerset and Union County, New Jersey. This podcast is brought to you by Strive to Move, located in Warren and Berkeley Heights. Strive to Move helps active adults in New Jersey get back to doing what they love, pain-free. Kirk, how are we doing today, my friend? We're doing good, Justin. It's good. To, good to see your face. I know. It's uh we're recording this April second at about ten AM. So we are in the throes of Corona COVID pandemic. And yeah, hopefully what we can do today is provide a little bit of exercise progression, a little bit of hope. And and I think long term what you and I spoke about was being able to give the average club golfer um, an idea of what they can do when they travel. Cause so many of our club golfers go to Florida, Arizona, and they And they have nothing to do, quote unquote. So what we can talk about today is an idea of not only what they can do now, but what they're going to be able to do uh, long term, uh, you know, for the next 10, 15, 20 years when they're traveling.
1: Yeah, no, I think one of the <clears throat> one of the positives that will probably come out of all this from the exercise standpoint or our end is, you know, we're going to be better at addressing people in uh, non-traditional circumstances, obviously. Um, but people are going to have a lot better, I think, idea of how to exercise um, without us on their own, with less equipment, um, not feeling like they need to have the greatest gym in the world still to get a pretty good workout. And I think we're all going to get a little bit better at... Um, you know, using what we have at our advantage and, and staying fit in uh, less than optimal circumstances.
0: Last time you were on the podcast, and I will say, Kirk, you have the honor of being the first two-time guest outside of the Stride awesome. Family. So you, wow. okay. one of the things that you spoke about on that podcast was one of the things you've changed in your philosophy on golf is that you might not need to be as strong as we once thought. And there are other things that are Potentially more important versus a sport like football where in this situation now where people are stuck at home like if you're a football player college football player I saw some articles it's going to be hard to like do what you need to do from a training perspective I mean there's no there's no if ands or buts however if you are a golfer whether just a club golfer or more competitive golfer for the most part we can get you through with everything that you need. And that's kind of what we're doing today uh, with the podcast. Do you, do you, do you agree with that?
1: Yeah, for sure. I, and I think what you're referring to is, you know, we sort of spoke about there's different components of fitness. Um, you know, a lot of people obviously think about strength. That's where most of us kind of get started when we think about going to the gym, but you know, relative to golf or any sport, there's, you know, sort of strength, mobility, speed, power, endurance, uh, there's different things, different elements of fitness that contribute to your success. And, you know, like you mentioned, in a game like football, um, strength is probably a bigger differentiating factor between success and failure than I think it is in the game of golf. And, um, you know, as golf fitness has evolved, one of the things I think we're start get, starting to get better at understanding is how to prioritize those different areas of fitness, how to assess those in different people, and then how to take advantage of those to play better. So, you know, like you said, um as a golfer um strength is important um but it's not going to differentiate it's not going to be as contribute as much to your success um as much as you know mobility and speed and different things like that and so in this time where we're a little bit limited on equipment um you know it's not going to have as big of an impact on your ability to prepare for the season when we finally do get outside or to play at a high level as like you said, it might be in the in the game of football where size and strength and speed are really um, going to play more into your success. So I think everybody should feel pretty confident that, you know, with some minimal equipment or almost no equipment like we'll show and, and just your own body weight and, and an understanding of how to change a couple variables and make essentially a lightweight, feel a little bit heavier or act like a heavier weight, we can still be pretty prepared to
0: get out on the course. And the other part of this that I think is very interesting as I've been thinking about it is, you know, the the program that we're going to talk about, which we put together and we're going to provide the YouTube links for everything that, and when I say we, I mean you, you did it. Um, We're just talking about it here. The program that we put (laughs) together is something that I would imagine at the pro level, those guys have to do something similar because they are on the road every week. It's not like, you know, at the University of Alabama, where, you know, you play a game Saturday, you come back and you have this massive weight room to come back Monday through Thursday. You know, if you were a PGA Tour golfer, yeah, they have, I know, the fitness tent and all that. But for the most part, these guys are on the road, on planes, they're traveling, they're in hotels, they have minimal equipment. Um, And so this is most likely more along the lines of what those type of guys would be doing rather than being in the 10,000 square foot Olympic lifting style weight room. Would you agree?
1: Yeah, I mean, look, I, I'll be honest, I haven't spent a lot of time out on tour with any of these guys, um, but I know Ben has, and, and kind of hearing some of the stories from him, and um, yeah, I mean, I think they're, they're obviously moving from, you know, course to course throughout the season, uh, they're going to be in different training environments, uh, some which may be well more equipped than others, um, you know, the, the tour does provide some training facilities, obviously they're going to be staying in hotels, some guys have great, you know, facilities in their own uh, houses. Um, but yes, there is a need to sort of adapt from week to week, your program and, uh, and have equipment and have an understanding of how to take, uh, different equipment, different circumstances, and still obviously have a great workout, continue to progress and all those kind of things. Um, you know, and even I've heard stories on the professional level, uh, professional team sports where, you know, they're, they're traveling, they're in hotels, they're going to, um, you know, other teams arenas and they're not, you know, they're not even going to be provided the same. Um, standard of equipment as they would at home. So you know, a lot of times, yeah, on the professional level, with all the travel involved and and different circumstances, they they have to be very good at um, you know being adaptable, being creative, and still continue to make progress. So I think
0: you know we can hopefully share some of that with our folks today. And I think it'll open up a lot of people's eyes. One of our other podcast guests who used to be my coach is Paul Colodi. Paul's first foray into pro sports was the Somerset Patriots. So with independent league baseball team, which is is about as unglamorous a pro sport as there is. (laughs) And he talks about in in the podcast recorded how it it, he he learned how to be a coach then. I mean, they're on the road, they're at this crappy hotel, no like he's gotta figure it out. You gotta figure it out with having nothing. And so a lot of us are in the same position at home. We may have no weights, we may have a band, we may have some weights, we may have nothing and what are we going to be able to do rather than sit on our butt and watch netflix that's actually going to help us when we can get back out because you know this will end i we don't know when but it will and yep. hopefully sooner than later and guys are going to get back out the other part that's i talked to you about when we spoke about this on the phone was what I wanted people to think about when we put this plan together, think about yourself as a major league baseball pitcher and start at the end goal. So the end goal, let's just call it, you want to get to a game as a starting pitcher and be able to throw hundred pitches and come out of it and you're fine. Right? So that's the goal. Now, yep. if you do nothing from the time of an, a normal season from January, February, March, and then just expect go opening day, April 1st through May and throw that hundred pitches, you're in trouble. Right same thing here, if our club golfer plans on sitting on his butt for the next however many weeks that he's stuck inside, and then June first, July first may first, whenever we're allowed to go back out and he expects to play two to three rounds a week and taking x amount of full swings without doing anything there, just like the pitcher's going to blow his arm out, the golfer's going to go blow a back, a shoulder, a hip like they're 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 just not going to be able to do what they want so almost starting with the end in mind, which is how, you know, we talked about you putting this program together. So mm-hmm. let's just take a couple of the examples. So what we did on our playlist, we created a specific playlist for the progra- programs and progressions. And let's just take, you know, um, we'll pick one. So let's say your, your glute or your hip progression. Talk about the philosophy on how you put together the four to five progressions through it that someone at home will be able to follow with or without equipment
1: okay so i think where i started was you know okay so if we would look at you know in totality what things would we want to address um throughout our program um and then tried to pick exercises that would um address all those and you know sort of picking exercises that you get a lot of bang for your buck okay Mm -hmm. so things that would address maybe multiple areas at the same time when we talk about mobility stability uh, strength, speed, power, okay, um, you know, again, the 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 quicker we can do that, the less variety we need to do that, um, the, the quicker we can address that, obviously, the better, and, and with less equipment, so, you know, a couple of those areas that kind of, you know, went through my mind, obviously, we're looking at upper and lower body strength, uh, core strength and stability, um, some of the major muscle groups, you know, we're going to prioritize sort of the lower body, um, the glutes, uh, the core, uh, you know, when we talk about the core, we're looking at sort of, um, thinking about sort of front and back movement, side to side, anti-rotation. So the core, you know, kind of resists movement in a couple different planes, trying to address as many of those as we can. Um, you know, uh, good, upper body mobility, shoulder turn, shoulder mobility, same thing with the hips. So, you know, try to pick the, the fewest number of exercises that we could that would address all those in a pretty good way. Again, at home, in a minimal space with minimal equipment, um, but also give people some um, variety depending on what they have at home. Um, and also a couple ways that maybe they can progress those, um, you know, not just to you know, not just to be active, but also actually get up, come out of this a little bit better. And again, ready, ready to go. Like you said, once they step out on the course.
0: Yeah. I I think one of the things that I'm such a proponent of is, you know, when you become an expert in a field, which, you know, you've been doing it a long time and what you just talked about, you made it sound so easy, but (laughs) exercise programming and progressions now with your hand time behind your back without equipment, it's not, it, it's not that easy. Like, and you know, 15 years ago, take yourself back. Like what you just put together, you know, the average, you know, club golfer on the street looks at it and said, Oh yeah, this is no problem. But it actually takes more thought and creativity to be able to get someone a training effect and actually address the areas that are concerned. Now, here's the thing, right? A lot of these home workout programs that everyone is doing, it is, it's so easy to get someone tired. Right. If I tell someone to do a thousand push push-ups, do burpees, do whatever, they're going to get their heart rate up. They're going to work hard. They're going to be sore. They're probably going to get hurt. Like getting someone fatigued and tired is the easiest part about what you do. Putting together a progression with no equipment, maybe some equipment that's actually going to get someone a training effect, actually improve on the things that they need for their specific sport. And then putting it together in a cohesive program it takes some serious skill. Now talk about for you, if you're the club golfer, that's going to look at these exercise progressions and then the last video of a sample program, what should they be looking at as to, Hey, maybe I should try this versus this. What are some things that they should be thinking about to know, Hey, maybe I should try this example or progress a little further or maybe not. So just so they have some thoughts in their head.
1: Okay. Well, one of the, you know, one of the things that we, or I, I talk about often with, um, you know, my clients at, at Ben Shear Golf is, you know, how do we, how do we pick a weight? How do we decide if something is hard enough? Okay. And, and, and it's appropriate. Um, so, you know, we, we, I'll typically try to have people understand kind of an RPE scale, basically just a one to 10 scale. Um, and I want them for the most part, most days, most exercises to feel, like it's about a seven or an eight out of ten on the difficulty scale,
0: and so okay. and just to, just because yeah. RPE again. So when I talk about RPE, I say zero means you're sitting on your couch watching Netflix. Ten means you're literally going to die. It's the hardest thing you've ever done.
1: Yeah, very very similar. So I'll you know I'll relate it similarly where I might say you know zero is a weight that feels like no ch- you know no challenge, very simple you know, almost no thought needed to kind of complete that 10 is something that is very, very difficult. Like you, you did all the reps that you wanted to do, but you Mm -hmm. literally could not do any more. You know, technique might be starting to break down, um, you know, not feeling safe, doing more repetitions with the same weight. that, that kind of scale. So most days, most exercises, we're going to want to live at about a seven or an eight on that scale. That's going to give us enough intensity to make some progress, um, but not so intense that, again, technique breaks down, or maybe we need an excessive amount of recovery before we can work out again. Um, Doesn't mean there aren't days that we're going to even go a little bit easier than that. Doesn't mean there aren't days that we're going to go a little bit harder than that, but, you know, 80%, 75, 80% of our workouts and our exercises, we want to kind of fall in that range. So as you're doing exercises um, and in this case, I'm, I'm probably relating that to, you know, mostly our strength work, maybe our conditioning work as well. It should feel like about a seven or an eight out of 10. Um, if it's easier than that, how can we make it a little bit harder? Can we add some weight? Can we change tempo? Can we change range of motion um, to make that feel a little more challenging? Yes. Um, when we're talk about, when we talk about speed and power work, um, it's, it's a lot about intent. Um, and the intent is to move as quickly, as explosively, as fast, as fast as possible. Um, and how can we create an exercise that allows us to express that intent? Um, so, if you don't feel like you can move as explosively as quickly as possible, um, how can we change the variables of that exercise to allow that to happen? Um, you know, so I think those are some ways that you can sort of self-assess and decide. You know, is this a good exercise am I getting out of this what I'm
0: trying to accomplish or or do I need to make some changes so I think uh giving a specific example so you talk about like the split squat or lunge progression in your program so someone at home they have no weights now most people think in order there's two in that situation you have no weights how do you make the exercise harder the first way would be to just do a ton of reps until you basically fatigue out yeah. at a normal tempo the other thing which most people don't consider is the slower you go, the harder it's going to be. So if you're in a lunge position, you're standing there with your feet apart or a squat position, and you take a tempo of three, two, one, pause, stand up. Or five, four, three. It's, It's mentally exhausting, but that might be how you need to get the training effect necessary in that situation, correct?
1: Yeah, absolutely. Um, You know, that, that is where I think I hear from most of our clients. They just think, well, I'll just do more reps. Um, And that's, that's good to a point um, because at a certain point, it sort of becomes a little bit counterproductive. Um, You know, we could go into a long discussion about rep ranges and, and the effects of of those different rep ranges, but essentially a a different rep range is going to target a different quality of fitness. So if we think about strength, you know, once we get above I'll, I'll say 15 to 20, we're not affecting strength as much as we are endurance at that point. So that's fine if that's what we're looking to target. But if we're trying to get stronger, then you know, once we get above that number of reps, it's probably not going to do us as much good. So like you said, working on different tempos, um, and there's, there's sort of three things we can play with. We can play with, uh, in using that split squat example, how fast are we lowering our body to the ground? How long are we pausing uh, at the bottom or, or just above the ground? And then how fast are we moving back to the top so you know you can play with all three of those different variables still stay within an appropriate rep range and and you know take your body weight um and and make it you know make it more challenging
0: even if you don't have any weights got it perfect so just to review what we actually did or what you did like i said we created a playlist on our strive to move channel um of a progression of row variations for the upper body Split squat variations for the lower body, some spine and hip mobility progressions, uh, a pushing progression through push ups, hips and glute exercises, a lot of hip extension based stuff, which is obviously huge in the golf swing, and then a side plank or core progression. Then we made one uh, video where you put together a sample program. How do you actually take these six different blocks and think about putting together a program that would be appropriate that you could? use in your house correct correct
1: yeah and like i said um you know part of what i you know when we talked about the sort of the goal of this was to have people prepared to be out on the course um so that obviously we could you know have people playing their best but also minimize the chance that people are going to go out and get injured when they when they walk back out on the course Um, But then also my thought process was, you know, I know I'm doing a lot more sitting throughout the day than I typically do. And I assume that most people are probably doing the same. So, you know, exercises to sort of combat um, that you know, that flexion posture uh, that most people are probably spending more time in um, is, you know, you mentioned sort of hip extension and things like that. So, you know, kind of combating what we're probably spending most of our time doing right now. Um, and then also thinking about what do we want to be good at? Or what do we want to be prepared for when we step back out on the course? Perfect.
0: All right. I mean, I think this is going to be this is going to be big for people, It gives people more options, if nothing else it gives them variety in a good way it's a new idea of a program now because everyone's bored as hell right now right and so variety variety can be good if done appropriately which you i put together here um have you watched tiger king on netflix i have not watched tiger king i don't don't believe it or not i don't have netflix oh my god what are you living under a rock i was gonna ask you if if carol baskin killed her husband but now i can't even ask that (laughs) All right. What yeah, you I watching? mean that
1: seems to be the the show. That seems to be the prevailing opinion, but uh I'll be honest, I'm not a I'm typically not a show watching kind of guy. I Me watch either. a lot of yeah,
0: but desperate I, I'm, times a, I'm a sports and des- movies uh, I'm, yeah, I'm not a not sports a movie and movies guy. guy. Desperate <laughs> times call for desperate measures now, Kirk. So, uh yeah. um, you know, we're Well, we're I was
1: I I definitely I've definitely been uh, contemplating signing up for Netflix now that I'm stuck at home so much, so right. they they may finally get my business.
0: What's the best what's your favorite old school movie that you've watched in the last week or two that you kind of maybe have forgotten about that people should go back and check out?
1: Oh, wow. I mean, there, there, there's been a bunch. I mean, I've been- Pick one. So I think I, well, uh, E.T. I, I, went, I went back and I saw E.T. probably for, for the first time since I was about five years old uh, when I went with my parents. So that was pretty exciting. That was fun to see. How was it? It was good. It was um, yeah, surprisingly good. I mean, for all that I you know sort of thought I remembered about that movie, there was a lot I had forgotten. So it was good to we'll go back and watch it. Got
0: it. All right. So ET. Give me one more. Let's see one more.
1: Well, it was fun to watch. Uh, I think I saw um, Major League, Top Gun, and The Matrix uh, about three days in a row on AMC. So that was good.
0: My opinion is that Major League Two is one of the only like second movies in a series that is better than the first one. That's my opinion. I think it's oh fun. wow.
1: Yeah. I'm not even sure I've ever watched all of major league two, but major major league is so good. I don't know that I want to ruin it
0: with uh, major league two. I tell you what, it's the old I'm telling you, it's the one for me personally that maybe it, I don't know why that the second one I still think is better than the first one.
1: Wow. So, all right. Well, hopefully that'll be on someday. I can check it out. Yeah. It's a, it's a bold statement. I know. Cause
0: usually that's <laughs> never the case. Right. Although the Rocky yeah. Rocky movies, a lot of people like some of the other ones more than the original. right? Oh Yeah.
1: Yeah, I mean, you know, Rocky Four is kind of the kind of the classic there. Um, but yeah, that the, the you know AMC has been getting me through. There was a Rocky marathon
0: on a couple of days, so AMC has been getting me through. Excellent. We just on Netflix. There's a show called Ozarks where uh, I've again, heard that's great. Yeah. So if the season one was incredible. So I watched all that a couple of years ago. Then I started with season two. Now my rule with shows in the normal everyday life is I watch like one episode to one and a half. And if I don't feel like I want to binge watch it, I don't watch anymore because it's a waste of time. Right. So I did that with season two last year. I made it through an, a se- an episode and a half and I'm like, nah, not read. not red, good, not good, not good enough to continue to watch. Okay. Now with coronavirus, <laughs> priorities <laughs> changed. changed. Yeah. So I went back and watched all season two and they just came out with three and we just finished season three. So now we're on to looking for a new show.
1: Okay, well the the other one I've been sort of catching up with is the Office. So I've never I never watched much of the Office, um, but Comedy Central uh, has been playing is pl- has been playing a lot of that. So I've been catching up on the Office. So I've been uh, something I've wanted to do there for a while. So the Office
0: has fell victim to my in the in the past has fell victim to my um, my rules. So Hannah and Laura and Hannah and Ashton at the Office, you like you need to watch the Office. You need to watch. I it. was like, all right, like I've never seen it. I'll give it a try. Yeah. It was about six months ago. I started it, made it through about four (laughs) or five episodes. I'm like, I can't get into this. And so (laughs) I never continued, but again, you know, COVID rules change. So maybe we'll go. Yeah. Yeah. No, I I enjoy the office. That's a good, that's a good show for me. Good. Excellent. All right. So where can people find you online during this time or normally? Yeah. So on, on Instagram, Twitter, uh, Kirk Adams, golf,
1: um, you know they can go. Uh, i I work. Like I said, I work at Ben Shear Golf, um, and go to BenShearGolf.com. Um, you know we're offering. You know we're basically doing a, a lot of. Um, you know for our clients and for other people, we're doing uh, training through Zoom, um, like a lot of people are offering. Um, we're doing you know private, semi-private sessions through Zoom. Um, ben is doing a a daily uh, Zoom workout that people can subscribe to for the month. They can do it live. Um, it's every day at noon and then they can also, if they can't do it live, they can have access to that, um, through a library of workouts. Um, and I'm doing the same thing for our juniors. So if you have any juniors out there, um, I'm doing workouts Monday, Wednesday, Friday at 4 PM for our juniors, 30 minutes, 30 minute workouts. Uh, Uh, they can subscribe to, um, and get a library of those if they can't attend those, um, uh, live. So,
0: yeah. So just to kind of put it in context for people, The program we're putting out is, is hundred percent free. It's going to be on our YouTube channel. So this is kind of like pick your own destiny. If you like it and and you can figure it out yourself, go for it. There are a lot of people, myself included, that I would prefer that someone just kind of tells me what to do, you know, defer to an expert. And so in that case of what you're talking about now is, you know, you guys are offering one-on-one zoom sessions. So someone, you could literally like go into someone's house, uh, you know, virtually and say, all right, you have this equipment, this is what your mobility restrictions are these are your goals and here we're going to put a program specifically for you versus the program we're putting out which if you have the knowledge and know your own ability you could potentially do it on your own so again everyone's a little bit different depends on the person out there so there's an option for everybody out there if you guys are out there right now and you are a serious golfer golf is what you do whether at the club level or at the you know competitive level You've got to be doing something now. You cannot be sitting on your butt. And if you're a junior golfer in school and just doing nothing, or if you are a senior golfer working, sitting, you know, taking calls all day and expect that, you know, when when the clubs open back up again, that you're going to be fine. You're not going to be fine. This is, this is a time where whatever you've sat and however long you've sat and done nothing, times it by 100 right now. So if you're not doing anything, you're going to have a problem. I can almost guarantee it. And this is the time to kind of take care of it. So Kirk, I appreciate you being on. I think this program is going to be good for people. However, if you're looking for anything more specific, you want someone like Kirk, who don't forget from our last episode is a top 50 golf digest, golf fitness trainer in the country. So, you know, Kirk knows what he's talking about. Um, Make sure you reach out to him. What's the email? What's your email address?
1: Uh, email is coachkda110
0: at gmail.com. So that's the email. We'll put it in the show notes. We will, you also are on Instagram and all the different social channels and this YouTube link will be up in our show notes and we will distribute it to our social uh, you know, media following as well. Kirk, I appreciate you being on my friend. Thanks,
1: Justin. I hope this was helpful. And yeah, anybody listening out there, um, take a look at the exercises in the program we provided. If you have any questions, um, if you'd like to, you know, try to get that more specific to you and your needs, um, feel free to reach out and happy to try to help. Perfect. Thank you.
0: Thank you for tuning in to the Stay Healthy New Jersey podcast brought to you by Strive to Move. If your pain or injury is preventing you from living the healthy and active lifestyle you love and deserve and want to get back to doing what you love pain free we offer both a free ebook and free over the phone consultation to help you figure out the root cause of your pain and the best next steps to help resolve it find our ebooks online at strive to our services there you'll find an ebook for topics on such things as back pain knee pain sports injuries and crossfit injuries these ebooks will provide you with free expert advice, tips, and exercises to help solve your pain from the comfort of your own home. Just visit strivetomove.com our services to download your ebook and have it delivered directly to your inbox. We also offer free, no obligation phone consults with a doctor on staff to New Jersey residents. Just call us at 908 547 0729. Or visit us at strivetomove.com and click the talk to the doctor first button on the homepage to schedule a call with us. Thanks again for joining us, and we will see you next time on the Stay Healthy New Jersey podcast.